This is episode 62 of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess. I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I hope you're doing well. Um, The family and I are doing well. Um, I am sure that most of us are still... um, You know, in the house, everything in most cities is completely shut down at this point during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I I just I just want to reiterate a few things, because I think that we you know, we're really taking things far saying, oh, people are selfish. You need to stay home. We don't want to spread this. Um. But I think, again, it's very important that we have to remind ourselves to always keep a level head and a clear mind at times like this. We really have to because there are so many things that are like flashing across the screen all day, you know, plastered all over every outlet by the media. And it's very easy to get consumed in that and become afraid and become irrational in our thinking. Um, And again... I'm I'm not saying anyone who develops any kind of fear because of what the media says is necessarily like they're stupid or because, you know, they it's very crafty how they deliver, you know, these stories in a way to really, you know, get people to believe. So I get it. But we have to just always be aware. Um, You know, it's really cringy when you hear people say like, oh, why would the government want to do that to us? Or what would they have to gain from doing this? You know, to see people truly believe that their government um, would not and has no uh, motive or, or, you know, doesn't gain anything from situations like this. It's really alarming for me to see people truly feel that way. Like they think it's laughable um, to and, and unless you're rolling with whatever, you know, they say on the news. You know, there's people who really think it's laughable at some of these subjects. And it's just like, um, (laughs) so, you know, we cannot still be there mentally to feel like, you know, our government would not do certain things. Like we just, we really got to get past that. We really have to accept that they definitely will (laughs) um, go to extremes for power, money, control, or whatever their drug of choice is at that time. We have to be open-minded. Our our first mind when we receive news, um, as we have recently, cannot be that this is true and this is for our best interest. If we're going into the news and media with that mindset, it's going to be really easy to be deceived during times like this. Um, we have to really stay logical and level-headed at times like this. Um, I live here in the United States of America. It's, what, 400 million people here. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta understand that, um, you know, a hundred thousand, 200,000 people having a, um, quote unquote coronavirus is not a pandemic. Um, you have to also understand that you are really at the mercy at whatever they tell you, they being pharmaceutical companies, the government, um, they, meaning anyone who is really in control, um, it's just really important for us to remember that um, 
<laughs> it's very important for us to remember that you can't hear a number and freak out for these numbers. You have to really put things into perspective. It's like less than 0.1% of people in this country that have contracted um, the alleged coronavirus. And then uh, it's an even smaller percent than that of people who had actually died from it. And then a good 80% of the people that died from the virus had a pre-existing condition. And those people are normally at the highest risk during every flu season, every year of their lives. Every People die every flu season, B. You know what I'm saying? People... Um, you know, you're at the mercy at whatever they tell you. They tell you, oh, it's highly contagious and it's airborne. Um, and, and it's like, you know, you don't have a way to verify that. You know, you, you can't just be at the mercy at whatever these people tell you and let it monger fear in you. We have to be logical and say, okay, if this is really as airborne contagious as they're making it out to seem, their reality is everyone would have corona. It, everyone would have it. Okay, um, the world would be on ventilators. Uh, we have to really pay attention to the patterns we see in real life. How many people in your real life do you know that have corona or have died from corona? Um, what pre-existing conditions do these people have? If you're asthmatic or have diabetes, hypertension, any kind of autoimmune disorders, you're at risk every single flu season. People were going to die anyway. And now that the coronavirus is being spread everywhere across the news, now all of a sudden everyone who would normally die, people die every day be anyway. Now it's they die from corona without any autopsies, any pathologist reports. You know, now we're shutting things down, you know, People are refusing to go see their loved ones. Now it's, oh, you'll have no symptoms and still carry it. And it's just like, come on. Come on. If that's the case, we have to do this every flu season. If that's the case, we should all stay home and, and shut down every business every single flu season. Because the people, anybody affected by corona, nine times out of ten, they have pre-existing conditions that would make them more susceptible to the flu every season. This is madness. Uh, this is going to seriously bankrupt a lot of people and a lot of businesses. This came out the blue for people. It's not a normal situation that people are prepared for. Um, so many things have been had to be canceled, refunded, and God knows what else. Okay, there are people who may never recover from this. This is serious. And we allow these people to, you know, shut us down and scare us and, and keep us cooped up in the house for numbers that do not make sense. For capitalizing on deaths that were going to happen anyway. Okay? People die are dying from the flu every year of our lives. This is not new. Okay? Um, you know, I just I, I just hate seeing... Uh, the divide, like, you know, times like this, people are really active on social media. They're bored and everybody has an opinion. You know, some people are masked up. They're not letting anyone in their house. They're not going out their house. Some people are not. And um, the reality is everybody has to do what they feel is best. However, we cannot go around, you know, kind of down talking our brothers and sisters who do not just roll with whatever the news tells them. Okay, everybody do what's best for you, but um, just remember that we have to stay logical um, during times like this. Okay, 
Um, keep a level head. Do not believe whatever you're told. Do your research. Meditate on things. Really figure out if things make sense before we just, you know, let people have that much control over us. Um, I think it's very important for us to focus on our mental health right now as well. I know for a lot of people, they need their routines. You know, they need work or whatever extracurricular activities they participate in to blow off steam, you know, keep their mind right. So um, everyone needs to just be really focused on their mental health right now. Um, everyone needs to be focused on their financial health right now, spiritual health right now. Um, you know, and let's just all get through this together and try to be as supportive as we can with for one another. Now, um... On that note, while, you know, being indoors right now, um, you definitely have time to um, watch movies and stuff that you normally wouldn't have time to watch. Um, You know, I know most of us are really balancing our time out right now between reading, working on businesses, exercises, cooking, and then having movie time, TV show time, um, and kind of staying on a schedule right now. Um, One of the, uh, well, I guess it's not technically a movie. I guess technically it was labeled as a series um, that I watched was the Madam C.J. Walker um, series on Netflix. Now, um... I, I'm I'm going to say this. I, I'm saying this in the most uh, respectful tone that I can. Uh, I try to be careful on how I speak about um, ancestors, um, while still, you know, holding them accountable for whatever they should be held accountable for, but still, you know, respecting the game the way the game goes. Now, with Madam C.J. Walker, um, I've always felt like, you know, we as black people have to stop kind of congratulating other black people that get rich off of anything that is involved with our demise, such as, you know, relaxers, straighteners, bleaching creams, anything that is detrimental to us, like literally detrimental to us. I mean, we have to stop glorifying that because we have the mindset that says, well, even though, you know, they got rich off of a product that is built on self-hate or something that is unhealthy for us, oh, well, at least they got rich and at least they got their money. I find that to be really dangerous. Like we have to have some kind of standard about that. So with Madam C.J. Walker, I never necessarily felt like, oh, you know, she was the first black female millionaire or whatever. I, I always felt like, uh, of course, it would be the, the you know, the first. Um, and I'm, I don't want to say she was the first black female millionaire. If she wasn't the first, maybe she was one of the first. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but I digress. Um, I always felt like, Oh, go figure. It would be that the first black woman to become a millionaire would become so off of getting rid of our naps. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like she found the, the, the solution to the naps and it got rich. So I always felt like, of course, and never felt comfortable with that. Um, so I watched the series 
because I definitely had time and I, it was interesting for me to see how they attacked the movie. Um, now, before I watched the movie, I did see different people's different reviews of the movie. And, you know, they, most people said they liked it or they were inspired by it or um, or something like that. So I, I was really expecting something different than what I got when I watched it. So, um, I, I didn't get the inspirational, motivational, um, uh, you know, vibe from the movie. I didn't get that at all. Um, I did not watch the movie and feel inspired. Um, I watched it and felt like I cannot, I cannot believe... (laughs) I just could not believe the angle, I guess I should say, the angle, um, (laughs) the angle in which they kind of came at things with the movie. Um, so, so basically the movie, if I have to wrap up the movie, the movie was like this. Um, okay. First of all, I, I got to say this first because the power in movies like this is they may say um, the Madam C.J. Walker self-made movie based on a true story, inspired by a true story. They may say that, but the problem is there whoever there are people that will watch the movie and despite the fact that they state that it's based upon a true story, there are people who will really believe the movie and and believe that that's how it really went. That's the power of imagery, programming, and movies. So if you're not aware of that and you watch a movie like this, despite the disclaimer that it's not the actual story, people will perceive it as true. And then you can essentially begin to rewrite history in people's minds. And it works. It works. That's how they're able to get away with making entire movies like Ten Commandments and, and the story of Moses and such with white people. Because they've been doing it so long and people really believe that that is how the people looked. That is the power of movies. So even if you have, you know, the movie title that says Inspired By and everything, of course, there's people who will still believe it. So now you have the opportunity to rewrite something for your own, you know, agenda. So we have to understand that modern day Hollywood has one job. Their job, they do not make the movies for influence, for for entertainment. Movies and such are definitely made with the intent of influence. Okay, especially today and the advancements that Hollywood has. So, we have to look at who is developing these movies, all right? Um, so, Hollywood uh, is putting these movies out. Once that happens, you have to be ready for whatever kind of uh, agenda or programming will be in that movie. We, we have to know that. Um, we cannot really think that these movies and such go on with no for for no purpose 
So there's always an intention there. We have to be aware of that so that even if, you know, we don't want to be the quote unquote super woke person that can never watch a movie or a TV show and have fun. So we want to be able to have balance and be able to, you know, enjoy certain types of entertainment while still being aware of there always being an agenda behind it so that we can, you know, make sure that we're not succumbing to certain beliefs or thoughts or being swayed in a certain direction. Um, We have to definitely be honest with ourselves to understand the way the human brain, human psyche works, and to understand that programming is a real thing. It can happen to anyone, no matter how smart or how woke you are, and and to know that's okay so that we can be aware of how to combat it. Um, I hear people say too often, like, oh, if you let movies or music affect the way you think or how you believe, you're stupid. And it's like, well, you know, don't say that because if that was the case, uh, majority of the world is stupid um, because it works. It's not about someone being smart or stupid. It's just about the way the subconscious mind works, which is why you have to be consciously aware that this goes on. Now. I said all that to say this, um, watching the self-made movie, I was just really floored, uh, myself because, you know, I feel like, especially lately, the push of the push to discourage black marriage is unreal. Like it is so deep and so strong now to where it's just like man like y'all are really (laughs) my god like do y'all have different levels of this and like each year you're like all right amp up the dosage like my god like you basically you damn near (laughs) you damn near need to just rip all the black men out of the black women's arms at this point because my god it's just the the push the push of black women into the arms of either another woman or a white man at this point is just crazy. Like whatever you have to do to disarm black women and get them out of these black men's hands. We cannot have these black people creating their own independent families and legacies, okay? We cannot have them passing their wealth down to other, to their little black children, and then those little black children build on that wealth and marry another black family, and they put their wealth together and create another generation. And before we know it, these Negroes have caught up to us, and then they're going to surpass us. We cannot have all these strong black families out here thriving, all right? I don't know what y'all got going on. Meanwhile, we dying out. We the weaker species. We're dying quicker than we're born. You know, our genetics are are, uh, recessive. We going down. So we can't have all this strong black family love going on. So it's time to break the glass and press the big red button. We got to keep these niggas away from each other. Okay, that is what's going on. That is the number one thing going on right now, in my opinion. That is their number one focus, is to discourage black families as much as possible. These people are dying out. They are getting weaker by the day. So 
when you know that you are underneath the totem pole on another group of people, aka black people, because we know black people are the most supreme and elite, and we are at the top of the totem pole. So now once you 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 have these people, you know, empowering themselves through black families, that literally means the end for you. So now it's really foot on next season to make sure that black families are not thriving. And almost every single piece of the media is in support of that. And then people who uh, believe in strict black love and non-segregated marriages and relationships are really under attack right now as well. Okay, nobody cares. You know, we'll, we'll we'll let the trans community, the gay community speak about how they're under um underrepresented. Uh but then when you as someone who is for, you know, black love and non-segregated relationships say, "Hey, you know, we are underrepresented, so we're going to represent ourselves uh, and be in special support of ourselves and one another." You know, then you're the bad guy. You know, I say all the time, like black people that um, black people that believe in themselves and want to be with uh, someone who is their reflection, who has no desire to focus on other people when they know how much uh, we as a people need each other. You're always going to be a target. And we have to stay strong. It is okay for every group to have their own beliefs and be for whoever they want to be for. It's all right. So black people who choose to be for themselves deserve that same respect. Everybody else is is, is demands to have respect for their pride and belief in whatever they're doing. And then when you are a black person who has that pride and beliefs in themselves... Uh, you're 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 shame for that, you know. You're the bad guy. So, my people, we cannot be bullied out of our self pride. Don't let it happen. All right. Um, there is a reason why your self pride is discouraged. Okay. So, in this movie, in my opinion, the whole purpose of the movie was to add on. To the agenda that says, black women, you need to leave these black men alone. They are what is really holding you back. They are the reason behind everything not right with you. Leave them alone. You don't need them. You a strong black woman. Um, you know, kick them to the curb. So in the movie, um, Madam C.J. Walker's husband uh continually um pretty much demands for her to work her fingers to the bones uh to help him pay bills and um make ends meet okay um it it shows her from uh with her daughter it it shows her raising her daughter on her own then she remarries she marries a man um that continuously discourages her from chasing her dream, continuously refuses to support her in her dream. Every single time something went wrong while she was building her company, um, her husband's solution was, well, you need to leave this mess alone and go get you a job at the hotel. 
Okay, not not showing his competence as a man to problem solve, um, to support her, um, to find a way. Nope. The whole movie, all he did was complain. All he did was encourage her to quit. He wanted, he wasn't a help with nothing. She had to tell him everything to do. He didn't he wasn't good for anything. All he could do is yell at her and tell her that she better figure this out or else she better get a job to help him pay bills. Yawn. Same negative stereotypes they always want to show as a black man. Then you got her daughter. She tell her daughter to get married and she picks some random guy up off the streets who burn literally burns the house down, ruins everything. Um starts being a traitor giving away their information literally the black men ruined everything in the movie like everything that went wrong in the movie was a black man's fault <laughs> every single one okay then you have um madam cj walker where they they show her about to be raped by a black man when they finally show a black man you know looking to help her and support her they show her getting uh alleged uh, or i'm sorry where he was trying to rape her and she had to fight him off yawn like come on <laughs> then you have um there was the one character that, you know, gave her, I can't remember what he was in a movie. I was over it by then. That like gave her $500 to invest in her company. Um, that money ended up coming from a shysty black man and they became at odds. And it was just like any black man who tried to help her failed at it, even if he meant well. Like, <laughs> um, a very interesting part in the movie was a conversation between her and Booker T and Booker T basically was like listen I don't my concern right now is not having you get in front of all these men promoting your business and having investors give money to you how can we invest in the black woman until the black man is on his feet first and they made him out to be you know, the bad guy and just made it to be a negative thing to say that. And when he said that in the movie, I clutched my pearls because I was just like, it was bone. It was a bone chilling line in the movie. To me, that was the only truth in the whole damn movie. And I said, you know, it's so funny how they, uh, how they did this scene to make him look like the villain for saying that. And we not ready to admit that that line was some of the realest nigga shit I've ever heard. Okay, because feminism teaches us to be selfish as women. You know what? Forget these men. They got too many disadvantages. They're holding you back. Don't worry. You don't need him. Forget them. Let's put ourselves before them and we can do it without them. That's the feminist mentality. The feminine mentality would be to say, you know what, Booker T, you're right. You're right. We do need to make sure that the men get on their feet first before the women because there is a structure we have to have. So the feminists came through and and, uh, convinced black women to leave the men leave them behind okay then they go ahead and give the black woman all the best um jobs and the best businesses and so on and so forth and then the black woman surpassed the black man economically knowing knowing that a huge part of what 
um, a what a woman needs to see from a man in order to truly fall in love with him, support him and be with him is that he can protect and provide for her. So you take the men away. Then when you give them back, you give them back broke. And then you empower the women before the men. And we ain't recovered from that since. We ain't recovered from it since. And that's why majority of black women in relationships now are in a 50-50 relationship. Why the man is incapable of providing. I shouldn't say incapable. I wish I should say incapable in his mind of fully providing. Um, that line was 100% truth. And it's a truth that we don't want to face. We ain't recovered from that yet. I don't know if we ever will. And all we do is now as women, all we do is sit and, you know, take pride in the fact that we don't need our men. We take pride in the fact that we're doing, quote unquote, better than them. No kind of order, um, no kind of unity, um, feminist ideals that have been the death of us, uh, lack of respect for orders and roles. And it's just gotten us in such a bad place now. Okay, Um so then Madam C.J. Walker shows the husband cheating on her, um, shows him cheating on her with a light-skinned woman. Oh, then we have that same old typical light-skinned girl versus dark-skinned girl mess. Yawn. We've seen that a thousand times. Like, we really needed that in a movie. Yawn, yawn, yawn. It was just, ugh. I'm talking about... So then... um. The minute that they get, and then somehow, now this was really interesting to me. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I forgot this part. This is the part that was really interesting for me. Is that even in a movie that took place a very long time ago, you still managed to throw in homosexuality in a movie. So wait, so y'all throwing lesbianism uh, <laughs> y'all throwing lesbianism in old time movies now. You 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 can't even respect the culture and respect that that is not something that was paraded around or promoted. Then, so you're gonna write that into history and make it seem as though um, homosexuality was promoted and accepted during that time. Stop! Like, oh no, y'all did not. I know y'all lying. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, I know you're lying. Y'all cannot be serious. No, you did not. Y'all know damn well y'all didn't have to put that in there. There was literally no purpose in putting that in there at all. Do you even know if that's true? Okay, is there any witnesses that can say that her daughter was gay? How did y'all just decide to throw that in there? Okay, so so first of all, that just was like, you. I'm over it. Can y'all stop? Like, you know what I'm saying? My my reaction was like, okay, stop. Like, y'all are killing me with this. <laughs> so then they get rid of the men. The daughter gets with a woman. Okay, the woman that she gets with treats her so much better than any man she ever did. And she's super smart, super supportive. Oh my God, look how much better her life is when now that she got with a woman. Let a woman come through and do what the man couldn't do. The, the men, all they did was mess up. Let's get a woman in here who can do it right. You know, you don't need those those Negroes. So she gets with a woman. Madam C.J. Walker gets rid of her man. They get rid of all the black men. And then suddenly their lives flourish. They get in money. 
Okay, everything is just going up. As soon as they get rid of that dead weight, them damn black men, as soon as they got rid of them, life just gets better. <laughs> get rid of them black men, sisters. They are the real, they got you mad at your own man thinking that everything that is wrong in your life is because of a black man. Um, and, and, and they totally free and clear, free and clear of who really, you know, causes this divide between us. They got you mad at your own man and continuously convince you that everything wrong in your life is wrong because of a black man. Because um, I expressed a bit of my opinion online about the movie and it was just amazing to me at the sisters who were like, so if all the men in their lives really were really were idiots you expect them to not portray it as such we know that black men were denied opportunities uh way more than black women back then so it's very um believable um that they could have been abusive and leeches etc and i'm like so you so this is not a true story this is based on a true story and you gonna sit here and defend you won't even entertain that this possibly was not the case. You are totally convinced that this is just how majority of black men were. You really believe that. The sisters truly, I mean, we're defending you. We don't know if it did or did not happen. Um, I have enough love and I have seen enough competent black men in my personal life to say, I know for a fact that there is no way that majority of black men were going around acting like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not, you're not going to convince me of that. Um, it's also interesting to see how quickly black women will believe that a, a, a black woman was mistreated by a black man. They will believe that with no, uh, no proof. They will believe that without knowing for sure, but will not entertain the thought that a black man may treat a black woman good. If a, if a sister says that she got a good man or a good man that don't cheat or take care of her, black black sisters will say, yeah, not that you know of. He don't cheat that you know of. Yeah, okay, he taking care of you. Better hope he don't never leave you. It's just so much pain in association to how we look at black men. We cannot even fathom or believe that good brothers exist. We are so fixated on the negative we will believe the negative about brothers without a second thought or evidence but in order to believe about believe the good in brothers we need proof and we can't see that that's a problem we will fully believe oh well, i'm sure most men were really like that really so it was just no brothers out here being good husbands and fathers it, so we ignore the fact that most brothers at that time worked their asses off from sunup to sundown to support their families and children. I mean, you know, I mean, we're going to just ignore the fact that brothers were defending their women, defending their mothers, their, their children. We, we, we ignore that. Okay, we ignore all the black women who could say they had great fathers and grandfathers that loved and supported them. We ignore that. And all we can talk about is how we can totally see how Negroes really were abusive and holding women back and doing this, that, and the third. Okay? And and we wonder why our thoughts go in that direction. And our thoughts go in that direction because of movies like this. How many movies and shows do we have about black women who got 
run through the dirt by black men. And we will gladly sit and line up and watch movies like that over and over and, and find it totally entertaining. Why don't we have black love movies like The Notebook? You know what I'm saying? Every single movie, TV show is in some way black struggle love. So when it's never represented to you, that's why you don't believe it's possible. That's why when a black woman says, hey, maybe black men aren't as bad as we think. Hey, you know what I realize? Once I shift my thinking towards black men, now I majority of the time only see the positive ones, the productive ones. Wow, ever since I shifted my mindset and became more positive in my thinking about black men, look at all the positive black men I attract in my life. Whether it's a co-worker, whether it's a customer, a business partner, whatever it is. There's so much power in that. So when we watch movies like this and we're so unaware, again, everyone thinks that they are so cool. Uh, Y'all making a big deal over a movie, man. Y'all tripping. Those be the people who have the most indoctrinated minds. It's like the more they laugh at other black people like, oh, y'all really think y'all getting programmed, rah, rah, rah. They the main worst ones being programmed. It's really amazing to me, you know, and and are totally unaware of why. Okay, there is power in what we see. So then... Madam C.J. Walker, it's like, get rid of them black men. They hold you back. They're holding you down. They dead weight. Um, And then she dropped the black men out their lives and then worked herself to death to an early grave. I want to say she had between five to ten years to enjoy her company and whatever money it made her. And then she died. (laughs) She worked herself to death. Which is going to be the real story for countless black women in real life who are told, leave them men alone, get your bag, going to work themselves into early graves. How majority of black women won't make it to see 60 years old. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, and we sit there and yes, queen, I'm so inspired. What is inspiring about that? I mean, I, I need help understanding. Um... You know, we find our own demise entertaining. We downplay the um, we downplay the relevance and the effectiveness of programming. Um, you know, and we just laugh our way. We just continue to laugh our way into our own demise. Like that's just where we're at. Um, I feel like once we're aware of the psychology behind this i think some people you know they they really just want to live in the fantasy world that says everything's fine nobody is out to get me it's all in my my mind but that's not true you know they are definitely out to get us when it comes to black love it's not about being a conspiracy theorist or feeling crazy or anything like that like it's true you know they they have a vested interest in discouraging our relationships. We really have to um, respect that. I think us not respecting that is why we have these kind of movies and we sit and we yes queen the movie and we're unaware um, of how serious this is. It is a full on war on black love people. 
Um, I think sometimes black people are like so tired just from like life and the things we face that, you know, they don't want to face the reality about a lot of things about us. I think, you know, when they say ignorance is bliss. um, But the truth is we have to we have to respect it as a real thing. And then we have to say, why? Why are they going? Because I think some black people laugh it off like, well, why? Why would they go through all that just to? That's a very good question. You know, and and you definitely should look into why, as we just discussed on the show of why they do have such a vested interest in discouraging black love. And once we be honest with ourselves and understand that, we can be aware of it and move accordingly. Okay, people. So that's my little review. I wanted to review it in a respectful way. I'm not disrespecting the ancestors. However, I am holding them accountable. I am saying some I don't believe in. I am saying we got to be more careful about who we put on a pedestal and, um, you know, just be aware of what is against us. Um, my people, I want you all to stay focused Stay cool. Enjoy your families. Uh, enjoy this unwind time we have right now. Um, thank you for listening to this week's episode. I truly appreciate it. Uh, please do not uh, be afraid to subscribe, like, review, and rate the show. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, peace, love, and black power. <laughs>